Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. Okay, so let's get going here. Um, okay, so first question is, um, how do you prepare a turkey for Thanksgiving? Well, you got to be honest with it. You got to sit it down and tell it's going to die. Okay. Uh, my mom has been rummaging through some uh, turkey bins at the grocery store, and she's looking for some larger turkeys, and she's getting frustrated. So she says to the stock boy, don't they get any larger? And the stock boy looks at her and says, but they're all dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so let's get going here. Okay, so... Um, Earlier uh, this week, I mean, uh, Pastor Josiah, you know, I've been, been asked to speak, so I was reaching out for some, some guidance and some theme, and Pastor Josiah, well, there's not really any, any theme, but, you know, it's, it's Thanksgiving, so link your message to Thanksgiving. Makes sense, okay? And, um, and so Uli reached out to me earlier today, and, or this week, and uh, said, okay, I need a title for your message. And I wasn't really ready. You know, I kind of like, oh, okay. I had a number of different themes running through my head. And I'm going, well, you know, this sounds good, this one's. So something that popped out of the message in Psalm 102, you know, the, the message version, uh, was password thank you. So, so I said, okay, okay, Uli, here it is, password thank you. But before I get going, actually, I want to add a couple more titles to that, okay? Because there's just so much stuff going on in my head. And, and so... The message today is, password thank you, subtitle, I'll believe God is good when, and what aces are you holding from God? Okay? So, um, so what we're going to do here is I'm going to read out of Psalm 102. So, um, so here's Psalm 102, verse 4. So, on your feet now. That's a good idea. So, everybody on your feet. Applaud God, bring your gift of laughter, sing your praises into his presence. Know this, God is God. He made us. We didn't make him. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise, thank him, and worship him. And I pray. Father, Right, in this, right now, I give everyone and everything to you, Jesus. I ask for your help. Once again, help. Holy Spirit, come. Help me. Touch hearts. Touch lives. Let us sense your presence. We thank you for everything you are doing in our lives, Father God. And I ask for your word that come and touch and change lives this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You know, um, you know, I was in worship, and I, you know, I just, I really appreciate how Scott and Johanna, they don't bring the presence of God in here, because the presence of God is already in here, but they bring us to the presence of God. And I, I just, uh, just love that. Okay, so how do we cultivate gratitude and thanksgiving, okay? So, um, 
you know, my mind is all over the place this morning as you know and I you know I as, as I try to formulate messages you know not really any formal training on you know putting a, a sermon together you know I'm not you know we have you know Noel we have Alicia we have Pastor Kim and and uh, you know who you know are very good at linear intelligent thought and you know intelligent design when they you know, put together a message, and I'm going, okay, I've got to try and do that and have some points to my bulletin. Because my brain can be kind of like the, like the proverbial farting butterfly. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like this, and, and then over here. And so, you know, and so I'm going to try and actually have points to my message today. And I do. Five points on cultivating Thanksgiving and a grateful heart. Okay? Okay, so five points. So point number one. The most important point. If the power goes out after this point, or your 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 ink, if you're taking notes and your ink runs out, this number one point is the most important point. It supersedes all other points. It is enough. It is enough. So point number one regarding cultivating Thanksgiving: start from a position of strength. Okay. Understand and focus on. God's heart towards you. That's it. It's not, you know, the other great stuff. There's, you know, thanksgiving and praise and warfare. But understanding God's heart towards you. Point number one. Okay. I'm going to unabashedly plagiarize the Apostle Paul here. Okay. This is a scripture I've been kind of meditating over the last 30 days. And I'm just going to read it because it's like... Spiritual liquid gold. Okay? So first of all, everybody, I'm going to need this too. Take a deep breath. <sighs> okay. Make yourself porous because I want this, we want this to sink in. And close your eyes and absorb this. Close your eyes and absorb this as I read this to you. The Apostle Paul. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray from his glorious, unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will go down to God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, get this, God's love for you. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is for you. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And, an, and another excerpt. When we in Romans 5, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might be willing to die for a person who's especially good. But God showed us this great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. And since we have been made right with God's sight in, by, by the blood of Christ, he certainly will save us from condemnation. That is enough for cultivating Thanksgiving. 
And that's been my, that's been my journey, so especially in the last few months. You want Thanksgiving, you get that embedded into you, you let that porously soak into you. And that, that's, that's all done, there's no shortcut to that. That's time with God, intimacy. Restoring your heart. Getting back to that Eden space in your heart. And as one author says, satisfying that itch that says, I just want life to be good again. Okay. Point number two. Stay away from comparisons and envy for cultivating gratitude. 1 Corinthians 4.7. Okay, I'm going to say it in the King James Version first. For whom be to ditha from one another, and what hast thou how didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why thou didst thou glory if thou hast not received it? Do you guys understand that? Okay. Should I give it to you in the message version? Okay. Let's go to the message version. Okay. So what's all, this, what's all the point about all this comparing and competing? You already have all you need. You already have more access to God than you can handle. Without bringing either a pulse or mean to it, this is Apostle Paul, you're sitting on top of the world, at least God's world, and we're right there, sitting alongside of you. Thank you, Lord. So it's about guard your heart. So I want to take a little minute, take a little excerpt, a little side rabbit trail, and let's, okay, this is, going to get into, this is going to get deep and offensive. Let's talk about social media for a minute, okay? Um, Uli, can you bring up uh, picture number one? Okay. Okay, so this is, a, this is a Facebook. You know, I'm going Facebook. I like Facebook. This is a Facebook post of mine. And doesn't the, 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 these people look happy? You know, there's me, there's my bro, there's my niece. And, oh, it's just a, it's just a classic, good-looking Facebook photo. But what you don't know, I'm going to pray here. Lord, Jesus, when we get to heaven, please do not show people a video of the three hours prior to this picture. Because it was tough. And, you know, there's an impression of, oh, this is great. But well, I was so angry at the trail. Like the West Coast Trail, this is all the West Coast Trail, it says it's 75 kilometers long. They're lying. It's like 90. And it was the last day, it was brutal. And, uh, and there was just so much to overcome on this trail. And there was language on the trail, and it wasn't tongues. Okay. But you know, Facebook is great, but you know, there can be an underlying. If you, if you watch what's happening on the internal side sometimes, Facebook is great, but sometimes there can be an insidious undercurrent to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're, you're scrolling through your Facebook, and there's your buddy with his beautiful wife and his three perfect children, you know, selfie, and, and there you are, you know, Antigua on a vacation. Then you scroll to their next feed, and, oh, it's our, it's our first day at our new house on the lake here's my here's my new car or here's my son he's just graduated magna you know quadruple cum laude and he's going to brain surgery school next week and things start to take place 
in your heart as you get this comparison thing happening, okay? Um, reading through John, one of John Eldridge's book, Get Your Life Back, is, uh, he cites uh, studies in Forbes, uh, five or six studies in Forbes, that show a direct link between envy and depression and the one's use of social media. I'm going to say that again. For, show that there's a direct link to envy and depression to one's use of social media. So comparisons lead to jealousy, which leads to one's own jealousy-inducing post. Thus, you know, my post up on Facebook. Are you jealous of me in the time I had? Just say yes, okay. And of course, you know, Jesus talks about this. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, jealousy. And of course, you know, in one example where Jesus is talking about the prodigal son. Now, I'm going to be a little bit facetious here and maybe a little bit metaphorical, but can you see the prodigal son's brother going through the prodigal son's Facebook feed? Oh, yeah. There he is on Young Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a bong competition, great. Oh, yeah. Next feed. Uh-huh. There he is, oh, that strip bar. Oh, we all know where that place is headed. And then he goes to the next feed. What? What? What's this? A selfie with him and my father? What's my father do? My father's laughing. My father's crying. What is this all about? Scrolls to the next one. Stripling on the barbecue. I can't even get Costco hamburger, Costco hamburgers on my barbecue. And he scrolls to the next one. My dad's Chevy. I never get to drive my dad's Chevy. And so you have this jealousy thing happening. And it's envy and it's resentment. But the truth of the matter is, you know, the prodigal son's brother had every access to the father's resources as the father went out and tried to plead him to come in, you know, and join the feast and join the party, join the celebration. But the hardness of heart drove him away. Just a little side, just a little side note on that. You know, it kind of shows you something about the heart and the grace of God. Because on the one hand, you have, you know, the prodigal son having a behavioral reformation due to love and forgiveness and understanding of the father's heart. And the other son comes with a shopping list of all the things he didn't do bad. He says, Dad, I didn't do this wrong. I didn't do that. I didn't do this. I did that, this, and that. And I never obeyed any rules. Never disobeyed any rules. And you can see the hardness in his eyes and the sternness in his voice. And it's almost as if you can hear the father saying, yeah, son, that's true. You didn't, you didn't break any of those laws. But you didn't bring me any joy either. You didn't bring me any laughter. You never made my eyes water. And so that's a little sub-point on the prodigal son and envy. 
Point number two, guard yourself against envy. You know, I'm a point on this. You know, I, I have friends and I have family who are doing well. You know, let's just relate. Let's just talk, you know. Let's, let's just talk real stuff, right? You know, I got friends and family and all doing well. They got houses and they made good financial decisions. And, you know, I mean, you know, it's going good, you know. And, you know, and, you know, um, you know how that feeling gets when somebody comes to you, hey, I just brought a brand new car. And you go, I do a car. Another one. Oh, that's great, you know. You got that envy thing happening in your heart. Yeah, I struggle with that a little bit myself. Here's a cure for that. When you're feeling that envy and you're feeling that angst about, you know, how somebody's doing well, here's a cure. Pray for them and bless them. Pray for them, bless them. Oh, thank you, he got that promotion, not me. But help him, God. Help him do well in his new job. Bless him. Bless them in their new house. Bless them in their new car. Bless them. Oh, bless that your university education. Bless them. And that heals. Now, I got family. They got all my, you know, in the hot, nice houses. Was, you know, I'm kind of in transition. I have a little 500-square-foot um, suite. And you know what? I'm so thankful for that. That is my Eden. That is my sanctuary. That is the place where God comes and fills I have a 2014 Mazda 3. That's my mobile outpost of Eden. So many times I worship in that car and God speaking profound things to me. I call it my, my worship hot box. Now, without the drugs. Just want to clarify that for any RCMP officers who are looking online. So... Okay, so, um, right, I, I promised I was going to have points, not be all over the place. So I guess, uh, okay, here's a good one. Number three, make a record of God's goodness in your life. You can bring up that uh, picture, next one. Okay, all right, that is a, that is a, uh, just a little snapshot out of my journal, Okay. And first of all, let's, the, Isaiah, this is out of Isaiah 63, 7 and 8. I'll make a list of God's gracious dealings. All the feelings God has done that need praise. All the dealings that God needs praising. So I have a journal. And it's really important for me. I haven't, I'm not really, haven't really been a uh, journaler but this last year and a half. And here it is. It's going you know, it's kind of, it's kind of messy, you know, um, I got writing and I got printing, the, the spelling's horrible, but this is gold, because it, there's, ear, there, there's benchmarks, there's rocks in my life where I can look back to, and not only gold from, you know, what God is saying, gold from my brothers and sisters who are, you know, that I take notes from when we preach on Sundays. And here's one from Alicia, um, you know, dated July 17th. Wear your scars like a map of the valley. Wow. Um, there's one from you know, Dave you know, that we, 
how we tried to make the Bible conform to our experiences. Tammy, on your online here, I remember this one, the yes in your step. Who am I surrendering my yes to? And on and on it goes until my goal, okay? And so when it comes to, you know, Thanksgiving, we tend to have a macro, you know, what have you done for me lately attitude. I know I'm that way. The Israelites, yeah, you deliver us from the Egyptians. Yeah, you gave us three spare meals a day. But can you make water come out of a rock? You mean? And so, journaling. Okay. Now, uh, which side do you want me standing on, Uli? This side over here? This side. Okay. Okay. So, I want, I want, you know, I'm, I'm letting you a little bit into my world here. Okay. So, uh, picks number three. Okay. So, this is uh, dated... Uh, June 19th, 21, okay? This is, a, this, is a, this, is a, this is one of my rocks. This is my journals. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a Psalm 104. And I don't know, you know, those of you who are close to me a couple years ago, you know, know my life kind of got blown up, kind of got bazookaed. But it's tough. And, you know, pieces blown up, pieces of Bob all over the place. Bob kebabs. So... <laughs> Like that one, eh, Scott? Okay. So, uh, and so I'm not thankful for the bazooka, but what I am thankful for is how it brought me back to the heart of Jesus and how it brought me back to God. And, and I was desperate and I was driving. This is on the Needles Ferry, uh, June 19, 2021. 20, and basically, the, the, the crux of the Psalm 104 is I will be thankful, God, for you have and will put my life back together message version, okay? So there's been a lot, and he is, and he, he, he's putting and has put, and there's things that are happening, but I still keep these signposts. So I decided one year from that date, I was going to go back to that same place, Needles Ferry, near the cusp, okay? And I was there, and I was reading, I was in, uh, and I was at the ferry, and I was praying and meditating the book of Daniel, and nothing was really coming. I'm going, hey, God, I'm not really sure what's going on. I guess this is you. And so I thought, okay, well, I guess you weren't going to come. So I was sitting in my car, and, um, and I was getting ready to go, starting it up. I was looking down, putting my stuff down, and then I looked up, and I saw this. getting kind of emotional here right now. But that's the importance of journaling, to look at your journey and what God is doing and how he is there. Okay, all right. All right. Point number four. You know, it's, I don't want to give it the whole attention. You know, number one is God. Point number four, know you have an enemy. Okay? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Here's a thought. God creates with thought, then he speaks it into being. God creates with thought. And the devil destroys with thought. Okay? 
And we all know we have an enemy who wants to come and steal and kill and destroy. That hope stuff, ha- you know, stuff happens. Life happens. Disappointing things happen. Injustices happen. Or maybe sometimes it's not a big event. Sometimes it's just a course of small events. Cuts by a thousand, you know, death by a thousand cuts. It's one, just like sandpaper. One disappointment after another, just kind of wearing you down, wearing your resolve out. Didn't get the permit, didn't get that happen. That prayer wasn't happening. Didn't get the promotion. That didn't come through. The mortgage didn't come through. Just a, a series of small disappointments that start to wear you down. And it creeps in. Apathy creep. Lethargy creep. And then the most insidious of them all, cynicism creep. Yeah, and we, then, we're, then we're focused on the kingdom of me. And you're sitting there, and you start to, you start to you know, have the crossed arms, maybe not crossed arms in your physically, but crossed arms in your heart. And you come to church, and you're seeing people praise, and you see somebody up there just getting lost in Jesus. And you kind of go, yeah, life will take care of that. That's not going to stay. That's not real. Ah, they're struggling. He's crying again. He's up, and he's down. He's up, and he's down. You know, Christianity just needs to be nice and, you know, nice and steady and constant like this. You ever guys ever watch like a drama, hospital drama, where they're operating in the room and, and the person might be dying and the camera's on the, you know, the, the screen, the mid, it's going, it's going up, it's going beep, 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 and then it goes beep. That's not good. So don't let that apathy creep come in. And the last point. Point number five is what aces are you holding? Now, full disclosure here, you know, this is a little bit, this is inspired by a podcast that, you know, I was listening to by John Eldridge on, you know, aces in the hole. But I just wanted to take it, I thought, okay, let's just take this a step further. I mean, you guys, you know, I don't know if you guys in here know, you know, the game of poker. No. Okay. Well, Years ago, back, you know, uh, when we had a house up in the hills, and we, we at, at one time had a poker table, and we liked to play Texas Hold'em. My daughter, Kimberly, Pastor Kimberly, loved to play her dad. And, and I'm just starting to think now, she was really good at poker. I no longer own a house, and she got a grade A university education. <laughs> What's wrong with that picture? Just kidding. Bless Pastor Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Dave's going to be calling me up. Says, "Are you are you advocating gambling in casinos and C three? No, Pastor Dave, I'm not. Okay. All right. Okay. So the idea of poker is you, you know, one of the ideas of poker is, is if you have a really good hand, you got aces in your hand. You, you kind of don't want the other people around the table to know that because you want to try and get them all betting and suck their money in and win all their money, especially if you've got aces. Okay? 
And, you know, I did a little research on what a tell is. You know, a tell is we can tell, you know, what a person's going to do. We kind of think of what they got in their hands. And one of the tell is, is you know, is neatly, if, if the person's got neatly uh, stacked chips, probably means they're conservative and won't bet big. But if you're like me, a slob, and you got chips, you know, kind of spread all over the table and, and piles are falling over, you're probably more, you know, not as a risk verse. Or if you see somebody who does it, but they, they pick, up the, pick up the cards, and they kind of go, <laughs> and you look away, that means they got a good hand. So that's their tell. And so the question is today, you know, are there, are there cards that we're holding back due to apathy? You know, where apathy has creep has set in, or or lethargy, or cynicism creep has set in. Or, uh, you know, or there's a offense towards somebody, or there's a offense towards God. And I'll just hold God. I'll just hold my aces. And then I'll believe God is good when. And you fill in the blanks. Finances are restored. My marriage is restored. You know, I, you know, that Prince Charming or Princess Perfect person comes into my life. Business is restored. Promotion. Ministry. Or, or, or healing. That's a tough one. You know, because I've been through the joys of sitting and watching Shada get healed and, and the tears of that and the joy and the ecstatic wonder and the good news and, and then walking through watching my, my, my bro die. My family been through that. You know, there was an ace that I was dealing with this week. And I'm, you know, and uh, yeah, it's not, not, not a sin thing, but it was something that was soaking up and obsessing my time and taking me away from my first love, back to, from my first love. And, 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 got, and, and I was obsessing on this thing and trying to do this. So, and, and, it was like, and Jesus says, you know, you spend more time on this than you spend with me. And that's, that's true. And so that's my ace that I had to give up this, 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 this week. So I have my ace. So I'm just going just gonna to close in prayer. I'm gonna have, i got a basket here. Actually, let's all stand. I'm not really sure how. how I'm just going to pray. Just, I just want... Just, just God, the Holy Spirit, to do, do His thing. Father, I, I just pray right now. I just, I just give this moment to you. I give everyone and, and everything to you, Holy Spirit. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, let's come right now. Help us to cultivate Thanksgiving, God. And God, the things that we hold, the resentment we hold. The car, we, we lay those things down, Father. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm just going to just put it out there. And sometimes 
When God says, uh, when we are weak, he is strong. And when we are humble, there is a, and we humble ourselves, there's a supernatural grace that comes upon that. So if there's things that, you know, are, are bugging you or, or this is tweaking a, a note in you, it may not be, praise God if not, then um, I'm going to invite you, you know, to come up. If you just want to come and just, I'm just I'll, I'll just lead because I had my thing. I say, God, I, I give that to you. I lay this down. I take my ace and I give it to you. And the Father, take it and do a renewing work in my heart. Make my heart porous to soak things up. You, you, this message may or may not be for you. But I'm just going to invite, if you want to come up, lay your aces down. Just, just doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, not, don't want to embarrass anybody. But then just, in the name of Jesus, just, just come right now and lay your aces down. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca.